NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can fill the conference championship thrills with step-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code SOTS. New customers can bet just $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code SOTS. You have to be 21 plus to enter and officially residing in Louisiana. And if you know someone with a gambling problem, crisis counseling is available by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. $200 in free bets valid, one per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit, minimum $5 bet, promo code required. $200 issued as free bets that expire seven days 168 hours after being awarded free bets must be wagered one time and stakes is not included and in any are winnings step up same game parlays one step up same game parlay token issue per eligible nfl playoff game after opt-in minimum one dollar bet max bet limit apply minimum three legs each leg minimum minus 300 odds total bet plus 100 odds or longer Profits boost up to 100%, 10 plus legs for 100% boost. Promotional offer period ends 2-12-23 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Times. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Yeah, this is interesting, Andrew, because when this all started, the assumption was as soon as Sean Payton decides where he's going to go, then everyone else will know where they're going to go, and then the coaching searches will resume from there. It's now reached a different point. And if you go through the different places that Sean Payton has has interviewed, it does not seem like a second interview is coming with any of those places. First of all, the Carolina Panthers where he already interviewed have Frank Reich uh, and Steve Wilkes along with Kellen Moore in for second slash first interviews there. That seems to be the list as of now. You have the Denver Broncos 
who seem to be focusing their attention elsewhere. Not saying he's out, but they do seem to be focusing elsewhere. You have the Houston Texans, who have not yet requested a second interview with Sean Payton. And then he's going to the Arizona Cardinals for a first interview. That is going to be tomorrow, assuming they get through the Dan Quinn interview and make no moves today. So what am I saying, Mike Garofolo? I'm saying that as of right now, it does not seem like there is a place for Sean Payton. We'll see, but it does not seem like there is a place in the coaching world right now. What's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Really do appreciate your time, no matter where you are, wherever you may be. On this edition, we're going to be talking about former Saints head coach Sean Payton and him not finding a team as of right now. And what does that mean for the future? Of the former head coach and i'm also going to be taking some of your questions and we're going to be breaking down uh some of the storylines that involve the new orleans saints and also getting everybody geared up for next week uh everybody knows next week is the senior bowl uh where you get a a, a glimpse at some of the guys that are could possibly uh end up on your team uh, we know last year trevor penning uh took part in the senior bowl and a, a guy that a lot of members of the huda nation will have their eyes on will be there in Hinton and Hooker. So we're going to be talking about that also. But let's go ahead and talk about head coach Sean Payton. What you just heard was from the NFL Network, Ian Rappaport, talking a little bit about Sean Payton. Uh, we know that Sean Payton was a well-sought-out coach. Everybody wanted Sean Payton at the end of the season. And a lot of us thought that Sean Payton will probably have a job by now. But Sean Payton, it seems like to me, is loving the courting process. You know, anytime... You know, you got a guy who has an ego, <laughs> and he does. You know, you like to be pampered, wine and dine, and talk about how great you are and how you're going to save a franchise. Uh, we know that Sean Payton uh, has experience in that because he saved the Saints franchise. I mean, we got to give him credit where credit is due. I mean, nobody was checking for the New Orleans Saints before he got here. But I think what was happening with Sean Payton, in my honest opinion, I think what's happening is is a is a a dose of reality um sean payton is an incredibly talented coach and everybody know what he he means to your offense i mean he's an offensive uh mastermind but i think that what we're actually seeing right now and this is something that i was afraid of and as i've been watching the postseason i was like man it might be tough for sean payton just to get a job especially what he's asking for some people are saying that he's asking for 20 to 25 million dollars. I don't know. That, that never came out of his mouth, but it just seemed like that's the number everybody just throwing around. 20 to 25 uh, 20, 20 to 25 million dollars. I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know this. Um we like Sean Payton a lot. He's well respected. But let's call a spade a spade. All right. Let's call a spade a spade. Sean Payton has done a lot of winning he i think he's won like 60 percent of his games as a coach 
he has a Super Bowl championship uh, to his record. And But when you think about it and you peel it all back, Sean Payton is basically Mike McCarthy with personality. I mean, you look at how people look at Mike McCarthy, how they look at him as a, a lame duck coach, a guy that doesn't, you know, give a lot of motivation. Guys kind of, you know, kind of have to get their own motivation. But he's a he's a good coach. He wins a lot of games. I I just, I said on the last show, what's the difference between Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton? There there's not much of a, a you know much of a difference except Sean Payton is a little bit more outspoken. He's he's more you know he, he's more vocal than a guy like Mike McCarthy. And I think that a lot of people look at that and they say, well, you know, I want him on the team. But Sean Payton only has one Super Bowl with a legendary quarterback. And I think that teams are looking at some of these young guys, like they've seen Kevin O'Connell go to the Minnesota Vikings, had them winning 12 games. They're watching Brian Dayball turn around a New York Giants team and also helping a quarterback that a lot of people thought that probably wouldn't even get an extension in Daniel Jones. And I think that they look at those guys, they're younger, they're offensively innovative, and they come at a cheaper price. And I think that these owners are saying, hey, you know, we may not be able to get Sean Payton, but we may be able to get the new Sean Payton. We've seen this happen with so many of these teams out here. Guys who didn't have coaching experience, and they get an opportunity to be a head coach, and they knock it out the park. And I just feel like that is one of the main reasons why Sean Payton doesn't have a job right now. Because if you're an owner, you don't want to just hand over your team to a coach. You just don't want to hand it over. Like, this is your team. And you also want to get general managers in a place, and you don't want them to feel manipulated or alienated. And they want to get their staff together. So I think what Sean Payton is asking for, because it seems like to me he wants his hand on the draft picks. He wants his hand on the personnel. He wants his hands on everything that's going on within the organization. Now, that worked in New Orleans because he came into a situation where, I mean, it, hope was lost. And he gave this organization hope. And you had the owner of the Saints at the time, the late great Tom Benson, that was willing to give him anything he wanted because he wanted to keep him happy. But you have these other teams out here, man. They know your track record, but they also don't want to change their team around completely to appease you, especially if it's not like you're Bill Belichick or something like that. It's not like we're talking six Super Bowls here, not even talking two. So, yeah, we can do a lot of winning. But there's a lot of coaches out here that can give us what we need at a cheaper price. And we don't have to worry about what the GM is going to think about them. The GM can be comfortable in his job. The coach can be comfortable in their job. And the owners can be comfortable, you know, allowing the organization to be ran smoothly. So I think that that is what's really going on here. Now, what does that mean for the New Orleans Saints? If they don't, if they don't get anything for Sean Payton, that just means that they're SOL, and I think y'all know what that means. And look, let's I mean, let, let's just be real about it. Let's 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 just cut the crap. Just because the Saints 
would make a trade for a first round pick does not mean that that guy is going to come in and just change your franchise. We know at the at the minimum, the Saints probably going to be getting a mid to a late round draft pick. So it's not like this person is about to come in and change the whole world. Maybe they could. But from what I've seen over the last couple of years, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. What the Saints need to do, they need to focus on how they can be formidable in 2023. And even if Sean Payton does go back to television, you still should have some type of plan in place just in case that don't happen. If the New Orleans Saints are sitting around waiting for Sean Payton to find a home and for them to get draft compensation in a first-round draft pick, then I'm more concerned about this team than I think we should be more concerned about this team than we should be. It's, it's just that simple. But that, that's the way I feel about it. I just think that this is a, a, a dose of reality, you know. And also, I, I, this could be like a shot to your ego, too. Like Ian Rappaport just said. I mean, not many second interviews are going around. Now, he does have an interview lined up with the Arizona Cardinals. But based on what we're hearing that Sean Payton wants, doesn't seem like the Arizona Cardinals are trying to appease that, right? They already got their general manager and they already getting their plans in place to go forward in 2023. And it's kind of like we're going to get a coach up in here and the coach got to get with it or get lost. Don't know what it's going to be like. But, you know, Sean Payton, I just think that this was a, a dose of reality. And also, you know, I, 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 I look at Sean Payton and, you know, what I'm saying all the winning that he did and the fact that how he left. I don't know, man. I, I look. I, I'm. I'm. I feel bad for saying this, but maybe this is the chickens coming home to roost. Maybe you're not as hot as you thought you were. Like, yeah, you're a good coach and people want you, but maybe you aren't as hot as you thought you were. You're sitting on TV and you got all these these insiders out here talking about, oh, this team wants showing, oh, that team wants showing, oh, this and that team wants showing, and now all of a sudden, like, you can't even get a second interview. So I think that this could be a little bit of a rude awakening. Maybe you should have stayed your ass where he was at. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, maybe you should have been focusing on trying to, I don't know, help the team and make them better and not leave them in the mess that you created. Because I'm going to continue to say this. Sean Payton created this mess that the Saints are in. He had, he had control, for the most part, over player personnel, who they're selecting. And I just think that that was a little bit of a cop-out. And I, I really don't feel like enough people are holding his feet to the fire when you look at the condition of this team and what they're leaving Jeff Ireland and, and Mickey Loomis to deal with. This man had an opportunity to try to push these guys to draft a quarterback, and he didn't. Ain't nothing wrong with holding on to Drew Brees because, as y'all can see, like quarterback play, good quarterback play is hard to come by. But you should at least have a succession plan. You should at least try to do what you could possibly do in order to have a succession plan. But you didn't. In the first line of trouble that you see in this team, you was ready to exit stage left. And you was willing to go and go, go somewhere else with an established quarterback in Tom Brady and leave this team high and dry. So I don't think that I don't think that he he gets enough criticism for that 
because the Saints are in this situation because of Sean Payton. We are upset and frustrated as Saints fans because of Sean Payton's doing. This man, this man dipped out the door on the New Orleans Saints when the first line of trouble uh, happened. And, you know, like I said, I just think that this is a, a tough dose of reality. People are starting to fi figure out that it can find themselves younger coaches, hungrier coaches, and these guys are developing quarterbacks and they're coming up with offensive game plans and it's fresh and it's new and it's exciting. So you look at guys like Zach Taylor, you look at guys like Mike, uh, Mike LaFleur, uh, you know, you look at guys, I mean, Matt LaFleur, not, I think they brothers, Matt LaFleur, you look at Matt LaFleur out there in Green Bay, you look at uh, Brian Dayball out there in New York, uh, you look at uh, Kevin O'Connell out there in Minnesota, you look at Mike McDaniel out there in Miami, there, there's a youth movement going on in the NFL, and they're getting these young coaches with their bright minds, their energy, their enthusiasm, and their ability to be able to relate to today's players. And, um, you know, you can get them for the low, low, okay? You, you ain't got to be sitting up here paying them 20 to $25 million. So I think that this is a tough dose of reality for the former head coach of the Saints. Let me go ahead and read some of your comments. Uh, we can't buy a break as a franchise. Well, look. I think what we're going through right now is a little bit of a, a dry spell, but this is when your, your personnel, your, your front office, this is when this comes into play to help you out. Right. This is what we really see what we have when it comes to the front office. This is what we really figure out what we have as far as players. So right now it's just a little bit of a, a, a you know, tough outing, but I, I think that a lot of the saints problems is coaching. I think they got the right players. I think they got the right guys in the locker room. But I just think that you need somebody to coach coach them and for those guys to be able to buy in. And I don't know if they're fully bought into Dennis Allen. I just don't. Anybody but Carr or Rodgers or Brady or Jimmy G, I don't know. Look, I don't look, I already raised, I already gave my take about what I feel about um what the Saints should do. I was talking about Trey Lance. You know, I said that if the New Orleans Saints were to get them get their hands on a first round pick, a late first round pick, I would use that to try to get Trey Lance. And people looked at me and, you know, like, I, well, they thought I was crazy because what people are looking at and what people are looking at is Brock Purdy's production. They're looking at Brock Purdy and they're saying things like, oh, well, he can't even get his job back because Brock Purdy took his job. Brock Purdy did not take Trey Lance's job. Trey Lance got hurt. Brock Purdy came in after Jimmy G got hurt. So if anything, he took Jimmy G's job. And now he's playing at a, a high level and he's about to play in the NFC Championship game. I still believe in guys. Look, I'm not one of those guys that look at the dirt sheets I'm not one of those guys that listen to everything a, a you know a talking head does, and then I put it into my psyche, and then when that person name comes up, then I'm talking about how bad they is, and I'm regurgitating what a person says verbatim. The guy got hurt, you know. The guy got hurt, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he's extremely talented, and he was a third pick overall for a reason. 
people act like this man was out here throwing a bunch of interceptions before he got hurt. This man was playing relatively well. Was he playing like a young quarterback? Yes, because just like most quarterbacks do when they're young. But I feel like this dude would be a great addition. You know, I feel like he's young. I feel like he has a really good arm. I feel like the Saints play eight home games inside of a, a controlled environment in the dome. They play one game on the road versus the Atlanta Falcons in a stadium. That's a dome game. So you got a guy with this type of arm talent, this type of arm strength, this type of escapability playing in nine dome games per season. And people don't feel like this dude could have what it takes to win because people are talking about what Brock Purdy is doing. I would take, I would trade Trey Lance over anybody that's in the draft that the Saints gonna pick. I like Hendon Hooker a lot, but I I don't feel like Hendon Hooker is better than Trey Lance. I, I feel like Trey Lance, like ceiling, is that of like a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes. Hendon Hooker ceiling is probably Teddy Bridgewater or Geno Smith the way he's playing right now. Like, and that's not too bad. But, you know, I, I still think that Trey Lance's ability is better. And, you know, I think that he would be a great addition to the team if they could do that. But if they can't and it and Sean Payton can't get a job, then, yeah, I, I feel like you should draft a guy like Hendon Hook. You know, I think that he would be a good, you know, a good fit, especially in a, in a Dennis Allen uh, type of, uh, you know, on the Dennis Allen team when they don't want him to take too many risks. Yeah, he'll love him. TJ, what is the likelihood that all the teams Sean visit think he's uh, overestimating his value with a 20 to 25 million a year asking price? Well, I don't know. That probably, like I said, I, I, King, I think that it plays a huge role. I think it plays a huge role in why this guy doesn't have a job right now. Um, I think that the reason why he doesn't have a job is because I think he has a um, – I think he has a a different view of himself than what probably other people have of him. Like, yeah, you won a lot of games, and yeah, you're a good coach, but you only got one Super Bowl, and you played with a legendary quarterback. And I, I, I look, if we gonna sit up here and talk about Mike McCarthy and talk about how he ain't good enough, and he won 13 games, I don't. And he has one Super Bowl, and he had a legendary quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Why can't we have this conversation about Sean Payton? Like Sean Payton, to me, I, I don't know how he does it. Like he, Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton are basically the same coach, except Sean Payton has a little bit more personality. Sounds like to me, Sean should have stayed uh, his behind uh, put. Uh, he bet on himself, and now it's looking bad for him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it – look, he'll find a job. Like, don't get me wrong. He'll find a job because there's a team out there that would acquire his services, but – all I'm saying is you just ain't as hot as you thought you was. That, that's the way I feel about it. You ain't, you ain't as hot as you thought you was. I don't know if he thought he was just going to go into a meeting and, you know, kind of throw his weight around and, you know, and come up in there and start talking football and those guys were just going to get blown away. Man, he's like these, these owners, they want to win. But at the same time, like they don't want to like lose control of their team. And when they feel like you have like a certain type of personality, they think about their own personality and how it would be able to work, how it would be able to work. So, you know, I just think that, you know, he has a false sense of, I don't want to say a false sense of reality. I think he has an inflated view 
of himself and other people other people may not have that same opinion about him um i'm wondering if sean payton come crawling back to new orleans do they fire da if he tries no they ain't gonna fire dennis allen they won't fire dennis allen for that um they 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 made the decision to go with dennis allen they're gonna stick with it so it's best for sean payton to one find a team this year or two go back to television this team looking at how he left and probably looking at it uh like well damn he left them like that what makes us different well you could say that you know he left and he wanted to take on a new challenge i mean he was with the saints for 15 years right as as a head coach you don't really see too many head coaches staying in a place that long uh he can say that he wanted to take on a new challenge uh but you know that man look i don't think if a, a coach or a player can can help you win Ain't nobody caring about any of that stuff, all right? They're not. They're not caring about that. They just care about if he can help them win. Uh, let's see. Um, he say I'm hiding his feet. He quits on us. Uh, point blank. Uh, well, look, I I don't know if the guy. Well, yeah, I I say that. Yeah, he quit on the team. He quit on the team, and those guys know that. They know that. They know that the guy quit on the team. They know he did. And, you know, I mean, you, you can't go back into a locker room after everybody knows that. And, and you have people, people out here that is delusional, that just feel like, man, he sat at the podium and said that he need to step away because he, he need a mental health break. Man, Sean Payton is a liar. If, like, let, let, man, I, I can't do it. Like, the dude lied. The dude wanted to go to Miami. There's source after source. There's there's actual proof that this actually happened. You know, Brian Flores blew the whistle. It's the reason why he's not in Miami right now. So all this stuff about he don't know if he was gonna come back. Yeah, he he knew. He knew. He was just trying to smooth it, smooth it over with the fans so the fans won't be upset. But I'm gonna be honest, Brian Flores saved Sean Payton's reputation in the eyes of Saints fans. Because how bad would that have looked? If he would have stood at that podium and decided to retire and say all these things about he need to step away and, you know, he need to work on himself mentally and all that kind of stuff there. And then a couple weeks later, he show up as the Miami Dolphins head coach. All Saints fans, I don't care if you was the most loyal Sean Payton supporter, everybody would have been mad and ticked off at the way he left. So in my opinion, Brian Flores saved, saved his reputation. He saved it. Because everybody would have looked at Sean Payton as a Judas, a liar, and a manipulator. So it's probably was the best thing that ever happened to him. Brian Flores blew that whistle. Because if he would have ended up in Miami, it would have been a problem. Longer it goes, the worse for the Saints. Uh, he don't get a coaching job. We are so screwed. Well, we look, all, all hope is not lost, okay? All hope is not lost if the Saints don't have a first-round pick. We've seen this, you know, a couple years ago, right? I want to say, like, then they, and back in, what was that, 2019? They didn't have a first-round draft pick, did they? They didn't have a first-round draft pick. That's the one that they traded to the Green Bay Packers for um, Davenport, right? So, in 2019, they didn't have a first-round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Did they have a first-round pick? I don't think they did. So, I mean, look, they ain't, they ain't all, all bad. I could be wrong now. I could be wrong. I don't know if they finagle they way back into the first round or not i I, i'm not sure but i don't think they had one 
it's reported that he will have a second interview with Denver and uh, they want uh, their owner to be involved. He is on uh, a hunting trip. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's, yeah. I know he had the second interview with the uh, Denver Broncos. I, that one I did know, but I guess he was talking about from the interviews that he did with the other teams. They, they didn't act for a second interview. I'm going to scroll down a little bit, man, try to catch up. Cause I said, I mean, there was a lot that was said. Uh, I agree, uh, Bryant's, uh, any young quarterback under DA would be a tough role for them. Yeah, and that's why I'm just wondering. You know, <laughs> I think a lot of Saints fans who have a problem with, you know, the whole Trey Lance thing, because, yeah, yeah, people up there, you know, trying to dispute that. Oh, Trey Lance, Trey Lance ain't ain't it. Like, how do you know the dude ain't it? Like, that's my, that's my biggest problem with some of you Saints fans. Like, y'all, first off, don't have an opinion of your own. Now I ain't talking. I ain't talking about everybody. You don't have an opinion of your own. You basically have manufactured opinions that's put into your psyche, and then you just put it out there, and you have absolutely no patience, none. Like if a guy don't get off the bus, throwing the ball, slinging it like Mahomes, running, running people over like he Earl Campbell and Adrian Peterson combined, or if he's not catching balls over people's head like he Randy Moss, people feel like he ain't good enough. And it's just amazing to me how people just quick to try to write a guy off after one year. Or, you know, if a guy isn't everything that he panned out in a few seasons, like that don't mean that the guy is bad. That don't mean that the guy can't be serviceable. That doesn't mean that a guy can't, you know, win you football games. So that just, that just kind of frustrates me, man. Like give a guy a chance, give a guy opportunity. And it just don't make sense. Like just, just admit like you just want a shiny new toy. Like, don't tell me that you're gonna use a first round pick on a quarterback and you wouldn't want to trade for your first round pick for a quarterback. First off, you didn't have a first round pick to begin with. How can you miss something you never had? Right. So if you would have gone, if you were going to get a quarterback, if you were going to get a quarterback in the first round, it's a gamble. I don't care who they are. Oh, I don't care if you get C.J. Stroud, it's a gamble. I don't care if you get Bryce Young, it's a gamble. I don't care if you get Will Levis, it's a, it's a gamble. I don't care if you get Anthony Richardson, it is a gamble. Regardless, it is it is a gamble every time you pick a, a, a player because you don't know if that guy's going to pan out. So I, I just I just don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, he hurt. Well, the guy that everybody wants to say to get, isn't he hurt right now? Isn't Hendon Hooker hurt? Is, doesn't he have a torn ACL? <clears throat> now, I know you can come back from a torn ACL because it's not a death sentence like it used to be. But don't tell me that your, your deal breaker with Trey Lance is because he's hurt and then want to turn around and say you want Hendon Hooker. Who is hurt? And then they'll say, oh, you know, Trey Lance only had one year production. You only had one year of production. Well, didn't Hinder Hooker have like one year of, of production? Like, what, what did he do? Like, he like I didn't hear about this dude at the until he got to the University of Tennessee. I know where he came from. I know he came from Virginia Tech, right? Came from Virginia Tech, went to Tennessee, lit it up, just like Trey Lance did in that one year. He lit it up. So what's the difference? And then I can even make an argument. Like, how impressive, like, not, not to knock Hinder Hooker, but how impressive was it that you threw for all them yards and all them touchdowns? The quarterback that replaced you in a bowl game threw for five touchdowns. 
So are you that good or are you a product of the system? So you can make an argument for every situation. I'm just looking at it like you can find yourself a quarterback. First off, you still you need if you're trying to save money, you're trying to get a quarterback on a rookie deal, right? So why not get a quarterback that's been in the league, that's established the game to slow down for him, and he's still on a rookie deal? And guess what? If he the same amount of time that you would have to evaluate your second round quarterback would be the same amount of time that it would take for you to have to evaluate Trey Lance before you pay him. So what's the difference? What's the difference, folks? There is none. Except the fact that, you know, Hendon Hooker is not in the league and we all want to, you know, see that guy come to the podium and put that same jersey up and want us to, you know what I'm saying, feel like we got the, you know, all hope and everything like that. And it's the same thing. What up, TJ? This is uh, Whiteley Jeremiah. I don't understand why Sean Payton doesn't uh, play. Uh, they say play the head coach on any team in next season. I'd rather he uh, go back to Fox uh, analyze, uh, well, as an analyst on Fox in uh, next season. Uh, I hope our team to change the narrative from disappointing and embarrassing season. If Dennis Allen needs to change uh, the, the everything from his cleanup time head coach. He needs to change the key play, uh, playbook. Pete Carmichael needs his play calling skills to them offensive linemen on the field because there's a lot going on there, uh, Wiley. But thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's some things that need to change. I don't understand why the Saints decided not to change it. Um, besides the fact that I just feel like, you know, <laughs> they just not. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it, it just got tank written all over. And I'm not talking about Javante Davis. Uh, TJ, what are your top three performances from this season from any team? Uh, I would have to think about that one, Keno. I would have to think about that one. Uh, uh, facts, TJ. I, I can't say Trey uh, lacks a fit or not. I haven't seen enough of him to say it. Like I say, I just I just don't know. Like <laughs> I just don't get like how people can just write people off like that. I just don't. Man, I, no, 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 no. They did, they did. Like, watch one episode of First Take. What happened with Trey Lance right here? It seems like he's rushing the football. Yeah, man, he ain't it. He ain't it right there. So that boy name come up. Trey Lance? Nah, he ain't it. Like, man, miss me with that, man. How much footage have you watched of this dude play? How many How many dimes have you seen this dude play? I mean, throw. How many times have you actually seen the 49ers play? Probably not too many times. So I just say, man, people don't know, man. Like you, you, you can't know what a person is. This guy's only been like this dude only been in the league for like what two seasons. So how can you just say that a dude ain't it <clears throat> based on two seasons? Like, come on, man, give me a freaking break. Like I said, even if he don't go, even if he doesn't, like, like that was just something I, I just suggested. But let's just say he goes somewhere else. Who's to say that that dude go to another team and light and don't light it up? And then you somewhere with a bunch of tweets that just, you know, just overblown and <coughs> lacks logic. <laughs> Trey Lance is a question mark. We have to see him in regular season. I saw him in a regular season. I saw, man, this man made some really good decisions. This guy can move around with the football. Yeah, he's a little raw when it comes to the, you know, throwing the football. But what young rookie isn't? You know, like Joe Burrow is like an outlier. You know what I'm saying? Joe Burrow ability to kind of sling it patrick mahomes is an outlier 
a lot of most quarterbacks that you get is are not going to just get off the bus being good like look at Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts last year he wasn't that good look at him this year like it takes time for guys to develop <clears throat> and you know you got to be patient I just think that sometimes when you grab a guy and if the guy doesn't automatically just everything you want him to be and more it just all of a sudden then everybody just like oh man he ain't it you know he ain't it like why why you do that like give a guy opportunity to grow and develop I feel bad for a lot of these young guys. These guys can't grow because the fan base has absolutely no patience at all to allow these guys to be everything they can be. Chosen, I would not want Trey Lance here as long as Allen is the head coach. All I, Okay, all I can say is the Saints, they need, they need a quarterback. They need a quarterback, and you need somebody young. So what can you do? Are, are we just – what do we just want somebody that's a veteran quarterback that's just out there? Like, we want better – we want better at the quarterback position. So we're going to have to trust these dudes somehow. Like, we're going to have to do something unless we just going to, you know, subject ourselves to Andy Dalton one more time, and I don't think nobody wants that. <coughs> I don't think anybody wants Andy Dalton. I don't. Look, I, I'd rather, look, I, I I will say this. I'd rather Taysom Hill go out there and be the starting quarterback over Andy Dalton. Like, I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm Andy Dalton has, has done nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've seen worse quarterbacks, but I'm just over that, man. Like, you can, you can do better than that. All that nonsense comes from people that don't do research but just read clip, uh, clickbait. Trey Lance is not a bad player. He only played eight games, and uh, those so-called Saints fans always talking crazy. Look, there were some valid points that were made about him. Okay, the question marks about the injury. Okay, that's that's fair enough. But, man, the skill sets of these quarterbacks now, you're going to see more injuries at the quarterback position. That's just what it is, man. Jalen Hurts was dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, Justin Fields was dealing with a shoulder injury and a knee injury. Lamar Jackson was dealing with a PCL injury. Like, what you're going to get, and, and this is what people just going to have to realize. Quarterbacks that can escape out of the pocket, that can make plays with their legs, are more susceptible of getting hurt. That's just, that just the truth. Like, guys like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow can escape outside the pocket, but he's more of a pocket passer. You know, like Patrick Mahomes. You know, he can escape outside the pocket, but he's more of a pocket passer. And he's dealing with ankle injury right now. So all I'm saying is, like, when people say, well, you know, the quarterback hurt, but, like, look at the skill set now. Look like, look at the modern-day quarterback. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you probably do some percentages, you're going to see, like, guys that have that ability to escape and take advantage of that. They, they are more likely to get hurt. And that's just going to happen. I don't – look – I'm not I'm not saying that a guy isn't good enough because he got hurt. Like I ain't seen enough. Like I, I ain't seen this dude out here just flailing the ball all over the place, throwing picks left and right. The games that I seen, yes, you know, like there was some passes that he, you know, that he missed, right? But there were some real good passes that he threw as well. That I seen that I know that some of these quarterbacks in the league can't make. So 
I think that he has, I think he has great upside. I just think that people just need to like, I think people just need to chill out. Get that man a chance. Like if if we having this conversation around year six, year seven, then I think you can call it spade a spade. But uh, let's see. Trey Lance does have enough tape out and is injury prone in two seasons already. Well, um, I think what I seen on tape, I think you was pretty doggone good. I'm sorry. I think you was pretty doggone good. And like I said, guys get injured all the time. Lamar Jackson was a league MVP and he's been hurt for two straight seasons. Right. I mean, does that mean that he trash? Does that mean he not good? Like, I mean, all I'm saying is guys get hurt. You look at the, the modern day quarterback and those guys being able to run and escape out the pocket, you're going to see injuries. That's just that's just what it is. But I look, I would take Trey Lance on my team. And I guarantee you, like, I'm so like I'm so confident in this. I guarantee you, if Trey Lance was to come to the New Orleans Saints, the Saints would make it, the Saints will make the playoffs and win a division by at least three games next season. That's how confident I, I am in this dude and his talent and his ability and what his talent and ability can do in a controlled environment nine games out of the season. I'm, I'm just telling you, he like I'm that confident in this dude. I don't think there's and like I said, including Henry Hooker, I don't think there's a quarterback that the Saints will be able to pick. In the second round, that would be better than this dude. Trey hasn't played a full season, and he's a bust. People can't just go off what they hear from TV. Man, all all I say, all I gotta say is, just get this dude some time. I get, just get this dude some time. LOL, we sat through a season of Bandit Dalton, and people are complaining about Trey Lance as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get it. And like I said, I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but I do know this. I'm telling you, if if the Saints get this dude, they making the playoffs. And I guarantee you, they're going to have a lot of people out here eating a hell of a lot of crow. That dude is a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. Like people up here like, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. Uh, if that the case uh, was saying Trey's not it, but was or the Chris Olave and uh, Shahid trained the first year saying uh, they it is the same thing that's hypocritical. Give guys a chance uh, like you do others. Yeah, I mean, look, if this man was out here, like if people were saying, if people were singing this dude's praises before he got injured, nobody would be having this conversation. Nobody would be having this conversation at all. If this dude, like, if they was hyping this dude up and he got hurt, and I mentioned Trey, Trey Lance, nobody would have said anything. Like, all I'm telling you, man, all the like I feel like the opinions, and and like I said, they valid. They're valid. You know what I'm saying? If you're concerned about his injuries, but to say that a guy is not good after two years, like after one, like he had one year as a starter. That's why I don't understand like how people can be like, man, Jameis ain't it. Like the last time you seen Jameis as a starter, like full starter, like the dude went five and two and threw 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. And then all of a sudden, like the dude was playing with injuries. And then it's like, man, I told you you weren't it. Like it's like you were just waiting for the bottom to drop. All I'm saying is you got to give people opportunities, man. Like you got to give people opportunities. And who's to say 
Like it was early in the season when the dude got hurt. So who's to say they won't be able to turn it around? I, I often mention Joe Burrow threw four interceptions and he threw what two the next game. He had six interceptions in the first two weeks. Everybody was like, man, what's going on with Joe Burrow? Like not Joe Burrow in the AFC championship game, balling out. So you got to give people opportunities, man, to be able to play through stuff. Like, I just think that sometimes we become prisoners of the moment. We got to gotta get away from it. Give guys an opportunity. How about we get Justin Fields? Didn't he play with Alave? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Justin Fields, that, that's another person. Like, people talking about, man, the Bears need to get Bryce Young. Why? I mean, Justin Fields, this was his first year as a starter. And people already talking about, this, like, you need to get Bryce Young. Like, what kind of logic is that? Like what? Like what? What kind of logic is that? Like give give young quarterbacks the opportunity to like grow and develop. For God's sakes, sheesh. Trade Mike T for Trey Lance since Chicago uh, is getting another quarterback who needs a receiver. Man, the Bears are not getting another quarterback. Justin Fields is their quarterback. They are not getting Bryce Young. You are, you do not draft a quarterback after one year of a guy playing like a guy that you drafted in a what top 10 this is his first year as a starter you do not do that man like where, where they do that at like i can understand like if a guy like had a terrible work ethic what have you seen like from justin Fields that you feel like you can't build on like the dude wait he, he broke like michael vick record for rushing yards he threw for you know what i'm saying like and dude be taking over games he got a good spin on the ball him and uh moody out there you know they making plays I mean, I don't know if people were actually watching these games or they just watching TV and watching what these guys are saying about them. All I'm saying is, like, find you some direct TV Sunday ticket. And I know a lot of times you're not really watching these games because for the most part, when these, these guys are playing, the Saints on TV. So unless you like watching the Red Zone or something like that, and even with the Red Zone, it's not giving you a a, a complete, like, no uh re like a complete analysis of what the game is it just show you like plays when a, when a team is inside the red zone so i'm just saying like are we watching these guys i'm i don't like if i hear people talking about a guy playing bad i'll go back and i'll take a look or i'll go you know start like going research or something i'm not like i'm not taking cliff notes and coming on somewhere or, or typing something like i'm the smartest person in the room because if you want, sometimes you find out that it ain't all, you know, it ain't all what you think that it is. Give guys opportunity. Give guys opportunity to play out of whatever the heck they're doing, and allow them to get better. If he would uh, have played this season, you right, TJ, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Facts, TJ. Uh, 49ers are not going to let Trey Lance go. He's still on his rookie contract, I think. They will let him and Purdy battle it out in training camp, both are under rookie deals. Yeah, look, Trey Lance was the third pick in the draft, which means, you know, clearly you get way more money than Brock Purdy, but I'm pretty sure Brock Purdy got, Brock Purdy getting paid now. I mean, you got to get them, them starter bonuses and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure you're getting a nice little, a nice little check now. But, you know, I do agree with what you're saying. They probably going to have them battle it out. But what happens if, you know Brock Purdy wins or they want to go with Brock Purdy because he he playing well and he cheaper 
So why not shop them around? You can actually get something back for Trey Lance in return and you can get your, like, get your money. Or if Trey Lance go out there and be, uh, you know, slinging that ball around and he look like eons better, you know, it is just no doubt, then you can trade Brock Purdy to somebody. It's a win-win for the 49ers. 49ers, like, they, man, one thing you can say about the 49ers, they're going to get some protection out these quarterbacks. Now, you can talk about, like, the playmakers that they have, those guys can get their yard after the catch. I think we all know that, but yeah. Uh, they haven't even given Justin Field a chance, no weapons or O-line. Uh, and they already want his head gone. I don't understand it. I don't. I, I, I just be, I just believe in giving guys opportunities and and injuries occur. Injuries are gonna happen. I think that people just, you know, they want these guys to be iron men but that don't always that's not always the case guys get hurt but that's not an indication of who they are and, and what their future is going to be you know i mean if that was the case i mean detroit lions they would have wrote off matthew stafford years ago matthew stafford like first three four years of his career stayed hurt right i mean i know y'all remember that classic game where you know he threw that touchdown he was grabbing his shoulder or whatever like he was always hurt they was starting to call him a china dog then all of a sudden, like, he had like a six, seven-year span where he was never hurt. He, he always played. So there are times where guys may get hurt early in their career, and then they bounce back, and you don't have these issues. Hey, I love Sean Tadek. Got a picture with him from training camp in 2008, but I don't want him back in New Orleans because I don't trust him. I think a lot of people feel like that, Barbara. You know, you know how committed are you to the Saints team? You know, are you or what are you here for? Like, how long are we gonna have you? But yeah, and I, I I really feel like if you come back, you're gonna have to change a lot of those guys in that locker room because like that message that probably would have registered years ago, they probably looking at you sideways, wondering, you know, like how truthful are you? Like, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that Cam Jordan blurted out said i'm with you and then you end up like leaving and being on tv i know that was uh, towards showing Peyton. no it was fields was actually very impressive some of y'all uh, just <laughs> parroting uh the big culture shows yeah i mean look justin fields if, if the chicago bears draft bryce young with the first pick in the draft uh they're morons right you if you ain't trying to get will anderson you're a moron right because you already lost roquan smith he already got himself papered up with baltimore so you're gonna need somebody to replace them so uh will you know will you know i feel like would be the first pick in the draft will anderson he better be if it's not then <laughs> man somebody need to fire that gm i think the 49ers are going to stick with purdy as their starter well if he continue to play like that why not and he can play it look there was there was some times in that game versus the cowboys he had to make some throws so anybody that just feel like because like, i was because i was looking at him in that seattle seahawks game and i was like man this dude got some playmakers i mean he was throwing the ball like five yards and then chris mccaffrey turning five yards to 65 yards debo turning two yards into 42 yards i'm like man these dudes can get that yank but when I seen him play, and you we can laugh at Dallas all day and night, they got a good defense. They have a good defense. And he was making plays against that defense 
and he wasn't turning the ball over and he was making really good decisions so i don't think that this is i don't think that this is outlier i think that guy is really good and you got to give credit to kyle shanahan i honestly think trade will be gone uh before the draft they saying trey is worth a third rounder now well you know if he's worth the third round i say take advantage of it you know I say take it. I say take advantage of it. You know, if he's he's worth a third round pick. Uh, I saw enough, folks. Trust your eyes. Fans are impatient. If a rookie quarterback doesn't come in and light it up like Mahomes and Burrow in their first two years, these fans want to pull a plug. But here's here's the reality, and I definitely agree with you on this. Everybody is not going to be an elite quarterback that see that's what that's what the problem is saints fans are looking for drew Brees replicas they're looking for the next drew Brees because drew Brees was an elite quarterback so when they look at guys like borough and they look at guys like uh, mahomes and they look at guys like josh allen what you know it is building the arm strength and you look at all these other quarterbacks out here tom brady aaron Rodgers, elite quarterbacks everybody just think automatically like if you're not on that level then there's no place for you new flash there's only like there are 32 starting quarterback jobs in the nfl and out of those 32 you probably can name about five that's elite guys that are going to win you games no matter if your defense suck no matter if your special teams giving up big plays if they get a chance they're gonna put you in the game they're going to make it close. They're going to make it interesting. There's only a few guys in the league that could do that. The Saints fans have been spoiled for over 15 years with Drew Brees. So they won't accept anything else other than Drew Brees, which I can understand. You should have high standards, right? When you see a guy play on a high level and play great all those years, you want to see that happen again. But the reality is we may not see that for a long time. And you ha- may have to go with a guy that you can win with, but probably don't possess the talent and the skill set of a Drew Brees that can be able to get you out of situations. But you can't just throw a guy away because he doesn't possess the type of skills of Mahomes or, or Burrow. That don't mean that there's not a place for him. And I just think that when people look at these quarterbacks and they they might throw a pass that's a dime one minute then the next play the ball might sail over their head then all of a sudden they throwing something at the tv talking about the dude ain't good enough everybody is not going to be an elite quarterback but that doesn't mean that you can't find a place for him everybody's not going to be elite and the chances are the same finding another drew Brees. i'm telling you it's it's slim to none is that a, a quarterback that's going to have the skills the ability the knowledge of a drew Brees, man that's drew Brees is one of those once in a generation type talents but you know he he met drew Brees was so great that everybody feels like what he was doing was normal and that's why we're in this situation because everybody feels like if it ain't drew Brees, it, it is is not it but drew Brees would made the <laughs> the impossible look possible so now we got a false sense of reality about what quarterback play is because we were lucky enough to have a quarterback that other teams wish they had. And now we are in a, you know, 
the shoe is on the other foot. Uh, if Sean Payton go back to Fox, I think he's waiting on Staley's downfall. <laughs> Lance gives Trubisky vibes. Big arm and mobile just needs to uh, work on reads and accuracy. Well, look, that's any quarterback that you could think of. Like, like let's let's think about this. What quarterbacks? They're going to be middle of the pack quarterbacks. There are going to be quarterbacks that are not go- that are not going to throw seventy percent of their passes. Once again, that's the Drew Brees effect. Drew Brees throws seventy, completing seventy percent of his passes. You know, all these other quarterbacks, 68, 67, 65. All of a sudden, guy got on the fit. Like, man, we try to throw him away. I'm telling you, everybody is everybody cannot be elite, but that doesn't mean that there's not a play for him. If you put Trey Lance in a certain, you know, if if Trey Lance continues to work with Kyle Shanahan, he's going to get better because Kyle Shanahan is going to coach him to become a better quarterback. So some of the things that he may lack, if he has that, if he has that dog in him and he wants to be great, then he's going to be great. And I think that he can. I just think that what people seen. They didn't give this dude opportunity to be able to grow and develop and, and rise to be, you know, like you, you don't know what, what this dude see. We don't like, you don't know if, if Trey Lance would have stayed playing, he would have turned the corner, became much better. And they still would have ended up in the NFC championship game. We don't know that for sure. The dude got hurt. Uh, draft Spencer Rattler in the second round. Uh, I like Spencer Rattler. I ain't gonna lie. He has like great arm talent, but he kind of bothers me when it comes to uh, his mental makeup. That's what bothers me about him. Like, I feel like he had his first line of trouble at Oklahoma, right? You know, he started having issues at Oklahoma. Then he ended up like, you know, getting benched and stuff like that, which I'm pretty sure he probably wouldn't got his job back anyway. Because I think at the time, Caleb Williams was going to go to Oklahoma, so he wasn't going to get it back no way. But I'm just saying, like, when he started to get in trouble and the crowd started to, like, kind of, you know, turn on him a little bit, then he started to roll off to South Carolina. And I don't know, man. His his mental makeup concerns me. Like, I I just wonder. I just wonder about him. Like, he has has the the, the talent, the arm talent and ability. Um, But... Uh, you you it takes more than just having arm talent to be a quarterback you you know when your your mental makeup is in question i don't think you need to do that what are your thoughts about the draft picks for our team uh two young players uh from the college tj uh what i think about the draft picks from our team uh two young uh players what what are we talking about i'm i'm not sure what you're talking about whitely i'm i'm not sure um i'm not sure what you're trying to uh what you're getting at as far as the draft picks so if you can uh kind of expound or kind of elaborate a little bit more so i can um figure out what you're what you're saying uh let's see tj uh we see that across all leagues look at how uh they took uh lebron for granted uh you don't have to be a fan in order to give someone their just due yeah i mean I, i agree with that we want a quarterback who has a Super Bowl caliber potential, and neither one of those of the two uh, we have fit the bill. <laughs> Look, um, 
Look, I, I get it, but all all I'm saying is everybody's not gonna be elite. Everybody's not gonna be elite. Everybody's not going to. <laughs> everybody's not going to be throwing three, four hundred yards a game, but that don't mean that you can't win with them. Now you need some, you need a supporting cast. You need a defense, right? You need a defense. You need an O-line. You need a running game. What the Saints problem was, they had a defense, but they didn't have anything on offense that could, you know, they could actually, that could actually help Andy Dalton. Nothing. And neither at the time with Jameis Winston. Nothing. Like, you got to be able to run the football. If you have a if you have an average quarterback, you better have a good defense, borderline great, and you better have yourself some maulers on the offensive line, and you better have yourself a, a good running game. If you don't have that, you ain't going nowhere because you're asking an average quarterback to be above average when they're not. So you if you can you can win like that. We've seen it. We've seen teams go to Super Bowls with mediocre quarterback play. We've seen this. So it, it's not like it is not possible, but you better have yourself a strong infrastructure. You know, you gotta have some, you better have some some dogs. You better have some some rough riders. You know, if you if you're gonna do this, but if you if you can't. Then you better have a guy that can win you games and that can erase a deficit like that. You know, if you had like a struggling defense, you got Mahomes, you can do that. Struggling defense, you got Burrow, you can do that. But everybody can't do it because everybody's not elite. We could get Lamar Jackson 2.0 and Malik Cunningham, quarterback, Louisville, number three. Who that? <laughs> I don't care who they get, as long as the guy can get the job done. I'm going to take a few more, and then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here, folks. Uh, not throwing shade on Trubisky, but he had Matt Nagy as a coach, and the Bears is built on the run game and defense during those times. Yeah, look, I, I just think that with Trubisky, I think that when it came to Mitchell Trubisky, um, Matt Nagy didn't really focus on his dude's strengths. His strengths was to play action, right? What they should have done is they, they should have got themselves – some running backs that can be able to run a football that can pound the rock and allow him to, you know, work with the play action game and be able to get the ball down the field. And I think that he would have had a much better career than what he did. Problem was Matt Nagy was trying to make him something that he wasn't. And um, that cost him his job. And it caused him, it caused Mr. Jabisky his job. Uh, Spencer Radley is staying in college. Yeah, that's why I thought, but I mean, I just kind of brought him up because he mentioned him. Let's see, <laughs> drafts Stetson Bennett. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, um, his, his his energy, his leadership, you definitely want that on a team. I'd take a fly on him. Now, I wouldn't say, man, make this dude my starting quarterback, but I'd take a fly on him. I think that he is competitive enough to push whoever is competing with him. He may not have the 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 talent. He may not have the, the skills that some of these other quarterbacks, but – I think that he would – I think that he'll get these guys a run for their money. Uh, Caleb uh, took his job. Yeah, Caleb took Spencer Rattler's job. But, I mean, he was stinking it up beforehand, you know. And I think – and honestly, I, I'm going to be real. I think that had a lot to do with Caleb Williams, and that's the reason why I'm talking about his mental makeup. 
because if you look at before uh Caleb Williams got there, before he got there, he was lighting it up. Like people were talking about Spencer Rattler being a, a, a Heisman Trophy winner. And then all of a sudden he comes and then the next thing you know, like look how he's playing. So to me, I don't think that's a coincidence. You know, it, it's a it's a confidence issue. And I don't know if I want that. I don't know. I don't, like the Saints got enough problems. <laughs> Need somebody that's going to be a, a leader and somebody that's going to be confident in themselves. Stetson Bennett could be like a Brock Purdy type still. Man, um, I don't want to look. I don't want to discredit Brock Purdy. Um, Brock Purdy is an outlier, and <laughs> I, I, now I feel like people are going to look at Brock Purdy and they're going to be like, "Man, Brock Purdy did it. Brock Purdy did it. Brock Purdy like Brock Purdy is an outlier." The chances of you finding a quarterback with the very last pick in the draft or a running back, very last pick, a defensive lineman with the very last pick, like it's slim to none. Like, this dude is a outlier. The only person I can just think about outside of him that has made a career being Mr. Irrelevant is Ryan Suckup. Ryan Suckup, you know, the kicker for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the only that's the only guy. Everybody else I ain't seen, you know, playing a league who's Mr. Irrelevant. This dude is outlier. Like, this dude is this dude is one in a million. I don't want anybody like I I I very I'm very, very careful at trying to replicate things like this because it, it it does a disservice to the greatness or the great thing that we're actually watching what this dude is doing is incredible and you're probably not going to see it again in your lifetime if it ain't drew Brees 2.0 they don't want it tj well they they're not gonna want a lot of things they ain't gonna want a lot of things because there's only one drew Brees. Stetson Bennett already read that one. Let me scroll down a little bit more. Uh, let's see. Uh, with this head coach, we're going to need an elite. Yep. Man, watch DA name Hill the starter. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, hey, if you if you name him a starter, I wouldn't have no problem with it as long as it ain't Andy Dalton. Drew Brees made Sean Payton. Payton offense is tired and been tired for a decade. I ain't going to lie. was looking like three yards in the cloud of dust out there. I'm not saying that's what they were doing because we know he ain't like to run the football, but it, it was looking stale and out of date. And that's what I'm saying. You got a lot of these young coaches out here that's coming in, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and new innovative ideas. They're looking at these high school games. They're looking at all these different plays out there. And you have to give another person credit. You got to give Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy a lot of credit because Andy Reid could be one of those guys that's a tiger that don't want to change his stripes. and he could have just kind of fizzled out. One thing that Andy Reid does that I have a lot of respect for is he is willing to adapt. He is willing to go into the dark corners of a, of, of a high school football game and, and try to find something that he can actually implement on a Saturday or a Sunday. And I got nothing but respect for a guy like that. The biggest issue is when guys don't want to adapt with the times. And that's why these young coaches are coming in and they allowing these guys who they consider dinosaurs kind of fizzle out and because these guys are so stubborn that they don't want to change themselves they don't want to change their playbook they don't want to get innovative they don't want to change with the times like they don't want to look like even with sean payton like that old dinosaur way of thinking he's talking about he's talking about measurables for you know defensive linemen 
Like how them six foot six, six foot seven linemen working out for you now, huh? Yeah, they got long wingspan, but they getting their behinds pushed back by these big master nine offensive linemen. But you got guys like Nick and Joey Bosa, who are about 260 each. Guys like Roquan Smith, who are about 240. You know, like even Von Miller, you know, all the years he was having them sacks. You know, he's about 250. Like these guys are small, but they pushing these guys back and they're super athletic. And these big 300-pound offensive linemen can't get their hand on it because of that, that quick twitch they got. But you stand up here looking at six foot seven Marcus Davenport from UTSA, who ain't did a damn thing since he's been in the NFL. No disrespect to the brother. I know he has some hardships, and I know he's battling with confidence and stuff like that. He's he's talked about, and I wish that brother get his his head straight. Even if he don't end up on the Saints team, I hope that he he has a, a you know a career going forward. But we got to call it for what it is. This dude out here getting these dudes that nobody ever heard of that just tall. They're like they they NBA point guards out there, but they ain't defensive linemen. Stay hurt, and you know. Meanwhile, the, <laughs> you getting guys like Chase Young, you know, who about two sixty. You get like I said, man. It, it the the pass rushers that's getting home, the guys that are getting 15, 16 sacks, are not two hundred and eighty pounds, and they not six foot seven. T.J. White, he's not six foot seven. Like these guys are getting to the quarterback on a consistent basis. But you sitting up here trying to, you know, get trying to draft Kevin Durant. Okay. <laughs> TJ, would you say casuals are spoiled because they don't understand the nuance that goes into becoming a great player? Uh probably, you know, that and they 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 listen to the dirt sheets. Like, like and I want look, I don't want to. I don't want to discredit anybody that's not that's not doing this. Okay. So obviously, if you don't do this, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the ones that when I look at their tweets or I look at their comments, I heard it like it's a Nick Hunderhill uh tweet, right? And they they putting it in here verbatim, right? Or they're saying it verbatim, or it's a it's a Stephen A. Smith. Like I I've rolled up on first take and they saying the same thing he's saying. Like you gotta, I get that these guys are supposed to inform you, but you should never just take somebody word for it and just leave it there. Like you should always do your own research. That's 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 not a smart thing to do. But it also proves why this this world and this society is in the state that is in right now, because we take everybody's opinion and we run with it. You know, if it if it feeds our agenda, we gonna do it, no matter if it's true or not. We don't care. Who who got time to go search for the truth? Uh, let's see. If Sean Payton wants twenty million plus, it must mean the Saints uh, weren't willing to pay him that much. Now that that is not true. That is not true. That that new no. all day. I'm telling you that that is not true. That is not true, man. So it seems like it's about money for Sean and not about personnel. It, that's not true, man. Gail Benson. Gail Benson was willing to give this dude a blank check. And say, put it right here. You know what I'm saying? He they also was willing to give him opportunity to step away. They was gonna like allow him to take a leave of absence and then come back. You know, so nah, it, it wasn't about money. Like they were willing to, they would have paid him anything he wanted. So that that's that that's not true. They they will be willing to give him anything, man. Uh I still can't believe we uh are keeping Pete. Is there any way uh, we can get a petition going to run him out of town? I'm actually serious. 
dude doesn't want to be here anyway well i think he does want to be here now um if he if he didn't he wouldn't have took the job you know if, if you're taking a job and you don't want it then i don't want you as a coach like i agree with you on that so um but they feel like nothing wrong they feel like the issues and the woes that they had wasn't coach coaching base it was a player base but we'll see we'll see i think we all know the truth but they'll see every sots episode should be about pete till we fire him man i i, I don't have time talking about p carmichael p carmichael does not interest me at all like the way he is at that podium is how i feel about him boring uninteresting and um you know smart guy i mean you can't be in a league this long and not be smart but um i just you know i don't fi- i don't find this dude interesting but like, we'll see we'll see man I- i'm willing to give look we ain't got no choice yeah we ain't got no choice but to give him another opportunity all day sports talk 360 i gave you a follow on your channel on youtube okay shouts out to brian uh tj do you think three years is enough of an adjustment period for a rookie quarterback no i don't now it depends okay three years as a starter as a large sample size right if you started all 17 games right if you started all 17 games then for three years yeah that's that's a large sample size now if a guy has been in the league for three years and is is his first year as a starter and is in year three nah that's not a large enough sample size it's not a large enough sample size because who are you going up against (laughs) your team every day you know maybe a couple little preseason steps maybe some garbage uh time stuff you know if the game get out of hand rather your team is dominating or the other team dominate it's not enough of a sample size to say a guy is good or not not to me and i definitely don't put uh injuries in in that category i don't so tj who do you think we getting as our new running back and uh tight end coach honestly i i don't know and i'm pretty sure they'll probably get somebody from the now i'll tell you who i would get um i would get greg roman i'll get greg roman like greg roman no longer with the baltimore ravens he was very instrumental uh with lamar jackson and his development that i would probably get i'll probably get greg roman if, if he's available don't know if he would want to be a runner's bad coach but that would be the first person I call. We know he know what he's doing when it comes to that. So, TJ, what X receiver can we get to compliment Alave? Um, just looking around the league, or we just talk? We just talking about just in general. Um, I don't know, man. I think you got to. I, I would go into the draft and try to draft the guy. I, I would because. I feel like I, I don't feel like it was outlier between uh Alave and Shahid. So me, I, I and I pro and honestly, I didn't really look at the free agency. Uh let me see. Let me type this in real quick. Typing in free agents, uh NFL 2023. So let me see, because I would have to look at the list and see what who would be a good fit. Um if y'all just afford me the chance just a second i'm gonna try to see who's available and then maybe i can answer that question all right so x out of that so let me update it 
All right, so I'm looking at the wide receivers. I'm trying to see if I can pull this up on the screen. I'm going to try to see if I can pull this up on the screen, man, and, and so, so I can share with everybody. Uh, all right, so. All right, so I apologize if you can't really see it. All right, so I don't know if everybody can see that. I apologize, but I'll just read off some of these names. All right, so you got Nelson Aguilar. Um, that's not what you're looking for. He's more of a, you know, a vertical threat. Sterling Shepard. Um, I feel like the Giants probably going to re-sign him. Uh, DJ Chart, no. Randall Cobb, no. Marvin Jones, yeah, that that'll be a good uh, a good fit. You know, he's he's a guy that you know is more of a possession receiver, but he's going to be 33 years old by the start of of 2023. Um, probably, if I, honestly, if I'm looking at this list, probably the person that stands out is Adam Lazard. You know, Adam Lazard probably would be. The guy that stands out for me and I, I look at Derek, I won't give him his credit because, I mean, he mentioned that. Yeah, Adam uh, Lazar would be a, a good a, a good addition, um, you know, to the team. I, I feel like, you know, that, that would be a good fit. Adam Lazar, um, trying to still scroll down, see. Sammy Watkins ain't got too much left in the tank, but if they just needed somebody, yeah, he probably would kind of fit that mode. Um, Still strolling, still strolling. Yeah, that, that's about, man, honestly, that's about it. Everything else, you know, I just feel like, I just feel like you probably need to go ahead and roll to the, you know, probably need to roll through the draft, you know, try to get yourself a big body receiver there. You know, I, I feel like that's what you need to do. But Adam Lazard probably would be uh, my top guy, you know. Uh, say, what about Juju? Um, I think Juju did enough for him to get another contract in Kansas City. I don't. I don't think they not. I think they're gonna sign him back. Uh, I agree, King North on Lockett. We need a vet to go with the younger guys. Yeah, but you want to get a veteran, but you don't want to get a veteran that kind of fits the same mold, right? Um, I like Tyler Lockett a lot. Like man, psh, very very underrated wide receiver. But you want to get a guy that that fits what you're looking for you need a guy that's, that can go get it win those 50 50 ball matchups and that's why i feel like you probably need to go you need to go younger I, I do like if we're talking about getting the cap back into the middle you need to draft some of these guys and you can find talent like look you, you don't have to go first second round to find a guy because the guy that comes in is not going to be the number one receiver we already know it's going to be a lobby you know, and then if Rashid Shaheed continues his trajectory, you got yourself a two. And then you got Jawan Johnson, who I'm pretty sure they're going re- to uh, pay him. So you got yourself a tight end. You got yourself two good wide receivers. So if you end up getting uh, a wide receiver in the third round and that's a possession guy, like, what's wrong with that? You know, because he's not the guy that's supposed to get 100 catches. It'd be nice if you can grab somebody in the third round that's capable of doing that, but you know, you don't need it. You don't need it. Uh, but I want to say thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Shouts out to you. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already. Uh, hit that like button if you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. 
and uh got a little bit of good news uh you know the other day um now i thought that my job would prohibit me from um actually attending the senior bowl in mobile but turns out <laughs> i would be able to go to mobile instead so i'll still be able to go to the senior bowl so i'm excited about that um probably gonna get out there around thursday and uh i'll make sure that you know i keep you all up to date and make sure i, I go live and you know and have state of saints podcast out there and you know i'm excited about it man i mean been working really really hard for opportunity to be able to do these things and and getting the opportunity to do this is a blessing so um definitely be out there next week and definitely going to keep you all posted you know there's there's um i know that hendon hooker I, before i go i have to mention this you know hendon hooker is going to be out there he's going to be answering questions and talking to the media and stuff like that of course uh he's still dealing with the acl injury but um that says a lot about him you know that says a lot about him going out there uh showing his face um i think that he's going to win a lot of people over with that decision so keep it locked right here to the state of saints podcast uh state of saints podcast network uh gumbo pot sports podcast uh mostly done on weekends so we're going to be doing that breaking down the nfc and afc championship games this weekend and uh we're gonna have some fun man we're gonna have some fun uh super bowl definitely gonna be doing something for the super bowl as well um and got some things coming up real soon gonna get some interviews here on the show get some people to come and talk to everybody so thank you all so much for your love and your support uh to the state of the saints podcast and uh you can follow me on twitter uh if you are on twitter at tjay jones eight till next time all i gotta say is who that